Good evening. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I was going to talk about something else, but I thought, nah, not worth it. Let's see here. I'm looking at... Chris Rock is coming to Oakland. Are the tickets available? Watch. Woo-hoo. They're not available. Oh. oh, wait. Oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> They're going up in price. They're going up in price. Well, hey. You know, next time... I don't think there'll be a next time. <laughs> um, people can take sides. People can be ignorant and say they thought they thought what he did was beautiful by um, assaulting Chris. Um, seriously, but you know, you know, Chris could have just told Will this. Well, the first thing I do is make him toast my salad. <laughs> he could have just told him that. Um, personal experience here when I was in high school. So many people that bullied me and assaulted me. Um, but I'm here and I survived. It was funny. One time, see, I had watched that. I, I love Chris Rock. Always have, always will. And I said that to the dude. Dude called me a faggot and I said, go get your salad toss. And he says, what, motherfucker? And he smacked me in the head. <laughs> and it hurt for a bit. And then, and then I picked up a chair as like a barricade. And... He took the chair as evidence to the principal's office, and the principal just said to me, watch your mouth. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and later on, I saw that dude, and he had dropped out of high school. So I know how to pick him right there. <laughs> he dropped out of high school. And I remember he came up to me, and I was about to graduate, and he says, hey, man, what the fuck's your skull made out of? I said, bone. And he says, you fucked up my hand. And I'm like, huh, he shouldn't have hit me then. And then he's like, you shouldn't have said, hey, you know what? <laughs> I was going to say some people like their salad toss. You obviously do because <laughs> you took it that way. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, it was funny. Oh, I love humor. Don't we all? Don't we all? <sighs> I'm still not done with... Uh, Nightmare Alley. I will say there's a little bit of nudity. Hello, Bradley Cooper. But you know, um, I I feel bad for him that what's her face that that was kind of rapey. What they did at the beginning, um, Regina Hall, I think that's her name. I don't know. Here's a little of Nightmare Alley because it is nightmarish. Nightmare Alley. It is a remake directed by Guillermo del Toro. This is an exceptional cast. Uh, Bradley Cooper. There's a lot of Aussies. Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, William Defoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, Mary Steenburgen, David Strathairn, 
I love Guillermo del Toro. How can you not love him? Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water. This guy is a genius. He is a genius. <sighs> I just realized that, um, what is it? Murder on the Orient Express, or I'm sorry, Death on the Nile. <laughs> Death on the Nile is available to watch on um, HBO Max, so I'm gonna watch that later. But yeah, let's 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 watch a little more of uh, Nightmare Alley and see where it goes. And um, this is the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. So, oh shit, talk amongst yourselves. Sometimes since anybody's asked me to teach them anything. Thank you. Hey, you know where to find me. Yes, I do. Have a good day. Never court the sins of lust or pride. I was turned into this sorrowful shape. For I disobeyed my parents. They wanted only my well-being. 
for those in close proximity. So it's it's evident that Guillermo is intrigued by sideshows, circus, freaks, man dog killers, roots fester, lest we forget. <laughs> so far it's interesting. I you know, but the uh, you know the, the the shit show is over. <laughs> it's over. Um, I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief. And so I'll watch the two nominated films that I have to finish as I want, not right away, because the winner has been announced, if you haven't been paying attention. (laughs) But here we are, film, music, I am getting into the gear, I'm going to see Bohemoth next month, actually no, May, not next month, we're at March, March is almost over. I will probably be seeing the Deftones and Gojira or Gojara in April. Um, I am wondering, well, who's going to play the bass in Deftones? Because Sergio, Sergio isn't there anymore. Okay. So who's going to play the bass? Because I know Frank's not going to do it. Is Chino going to play the bass? Probably. Or they're probably going to get, you know, a hired hand. Sadly, uh, and I have an opinion on that, and everyone has an opinion. I thought that was wrong what they did to um, Sergio Vega. So, but I'm still going to go to the show. I'm still going to go to the show also out of curiosity because it's like, okay. What what's gonna happen? Hmm? Because you know, it, it it does have kind of a. This is Spinal Tap vibe. It does. It does the fact that okay, how many they've been through? I think was it three bass players? Um, you know, Chi Chi Chang died. Uh. Sergio was was I guess not as permanent as we thought he was. They had another one though. I, I don't know who it was. I don't know. So I'm just gonna have to wait and see when I get there. And I'm gonna drive. I'm not taking the bark. Um we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens, huh? So I mean there's a lot of shit shows going on. But you know, there always is Belfast that you can watch and enjoy. I really enjoyed it. It's moving. As as was Coda and Drive My Car. Drive My Car is a three-hour movie. I know not all... I don't think all of you could get through that. I love hearing the Japanese language spoken. It's such a beautiful language. And the situations in it. Because it's, it's, it's a tough movie to watch. There's a lot going on in Drive My Car. A lot of emotion. A lot of time also because you're watching you're like, oh, wait a minute. That happened? And you don't realize how time progresses in the film. It's a three-hour film, but in terms of the lives of the central characters, 
in the car at the center of the film. So, but yeah, um, you know what I am going to get around to doing? I am going to get around to watching the Marlena Dietrich collection. I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe Jason, Almy, and I can talk about it. So, <sighs> those are, I'm trying to think how many films are in that. Because, you know, I prefer to do them all at night. Do them, sorry. <laughs> talk about uh, Freudian slip. I, I prefer to watch all of them at night versus during the day. Because during the day, you know, I want to be outside and I want to be on my toes and getting shit done. And so, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's been it's been a crazy couple of days. It really, really has. And the Grammys are coming up. I don't know how that's gonna go down. Mm. It'd be bittersweet. But we have we have humor to help us. I mean, it's always kind of you know what's weird is how Certain things are, are well received and other things aren't. An example. Everyone likes Bohemian Rhapsody. I did not like it. I really didn't. I actually preferred Rocket Man because the fact that they actually got someone to, who can sing rather than someone who just lip syncs. Let's talk about that. Hmm? Yeah. Or how Freddie Mercury's homosexuality is watered down. But when it comes to Rocket Man, and you have Elton motherfucking John as an executive producer, it's right in there. Oh yeah, leg spread, <laughs> going, <laughs> going to town. <laughs> He's still standing. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's I'm tired. It's been a crazy couple of days. It really has. But you know. I sometimes it's the little things that really make me smile and I received my issue of Revolver magazine. Yes, I still read magazines and in that is Author and Punisher, really great one-man band fronted by Tristan Schoen from uh, I believe he's from San Diego, California. Cohen Cohen and Cambria are on the cover. Not a fan of theirs. Don't get it. Didn't like the drums. Uh, but Author and Punisher, come on. Come on. It's industrial. It's it's different. It's uh, atmospheric. I mean, that really could be the soundtrack. That really could. The way, the way he does it so brilliantly. So I wanted to give him a shout out. And uh, yeah, I mean... Life is pretty crazy when you after one slap. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. I mean, I think people are tired of it. I'm tired of it. I think it's time to put it to bed or get out of that entanglement. <laughs> so, um, hmm.
here we go. Let's end tonight with the great Paul Mooney, who got thankfully got a mention in the in memoriam, but Bob Saget, Saget didn't. How fucked up is that? Because he did do movies. This is Paul Mooney talking about the Oscars back in the day. Predictable. I already knew. It was going to be. I knew that that stupid movie with uh, Sandra Bullock was going to, you know, that movie. I have grandkids and I have kids. I don't want them to be brainwashed by white folks. That white people have to save you. That angels are white because angels aren't white. I was offended by that movie. I didn't like the movie. I walked out of it. I just wanted him to just sit on her and kill her. Because that would have been a great ending for me. And Precious? But, but Precious was a horror movie. Come on. That was, that was uh, The Color Purple 2. And the only reason why Oprah or, or uh, those people could relate to that because they were molested as children. No Christian could sit and write that movie and sit through that movie. It was scary. Scary, scary movie. People talk about the Oscars and black folks finally getting opportunities to win some. Um, there's always sort of a backlash. It seems like people don't want, they want to see us at the Oscars, but not winning for those kind of awards. Well, the Oscars, it was named, Betty Davis saw it and she said, it looks like my Uncle Oscar. That's what it was named. The statue itself is, it's, it's worshiping statues and stuff. You know, Hollywood's, if God doesn't destroy Hollywood, he'll Solomon and Gamartha, an apology. So, I mean, the no, Oscars are very racist. It's been racist right from the beginning. When uh, Hattie Mae Daniels won for playing Mammy, they wrote her speech. The speech said, I'm a credit to my race. That in itself is stupid. This is one of the happiest moments of my life. And I want to thank each one of you who had a part in selecting me for one of the awards. For your kindness, it has made me feel very, very humble. And I shall always hold it as a beacon for anything that I may be able to do in the future. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to tell you just how I feel. And may I say thank you. <laughs> and, and we're too much into their white folks' awards and their, what, what they set a standard or what they worship. We worship what they worship, you know. No, I mean, if they say something is good, then we, oh, that's the best, you know. It's, it, it, they, somebody white said it was good. It has to be good. If somebody white says it's the best, it's the best. The one night is to be. So that's Paul Mooney talking. I think that was the 2010 Oscars. Oh, God. The blind side. Oh, I, I, I know a lot of people who have issues with that movie. <laughs> I didn't even like that movie. But you know how people are. Oh, but Sandra Bullock was so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think I saw Precious at one point. Um, Because the blind side was totally blind. Um, let me see. Because I know it wasn't just. Um, ooh, hello. Yep. 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 Okay, that's not it. 
that's a really great podcast or it's like a, I don't want to I don't want to borrow her thing though because um yeah what's this it's called the white savior problem <coughs> hey I, I know people that like Sandra Bullock that's great she's okay she's not my favorite I liked her in gravity she was the last woman standing come on you know it, I mean Sigourney Weaver is the same thing. She was the last woman standing in Aliens, and those aliens were ugly. Biological weapons. <laughs> but <coughs> Sandra Bullock and The Blind Side. I think I watched it one time, and I was just like, okay, all right. And I know a lot of black people and a lot of Mexican people and a lot of Asian people who didn't even like The Blind Side. Because of the white, that in quotations, white savior. So what Paul Mooney, and, and that's why I liked Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney was not afraid to say it. He was not afraid to say it. And if Paul were here today, oh, he, he'd have some things to say about what happened. He really would. And I know that he would be... Yeah, I mean, it's not so much about picking sides. It's just about doing what's right. And he would be in Chris's corner. He would totally be in his corner because he'd be like, you got fucked over. You got fucked over. So, yeah. Like I said in my previous um, episodes, Hollywood and the Oscars have an identity problem. They have an identity problem. They need to create an app so that you can watch it. And if and if shit goes down, boom. You don't have to censor it. When they did that, I, at first I thought, wait a minute. What's going on? Yeah. Many people that I've talked to kind of agree with my stance on, you should just move it to HBO. Because then at least if the fight starts out, you can hear him say, fuck you. Rather than bleep, 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 bleep. And then also you know that the kids can't watch it. There were kids in that audience. So I feel bad for them that they had to hear that. You know, they're, they're like, they think the Fresh Prince is a nice guy. So, I mean, we could ask we could ask the lady who played Aunt Viv in the first few seasons of the Fresh Prince. Because I know she had an issue with Will. Uh... Or, you know, we could just, I mean, we could go back to Chris Rock's line, go get your salad tossed. Because there's always, there's always the tongues. There's always been tongues wagging about Will in Hollywood. Trust me, people have told me things. There's always been talk about Will in Hollywood. The Will is not totally straight. Okay? So, I'm, I'm not the only one to say that. And when you have two beards together... Okay. All right. Entanglement. All right. Hey. Will hasn't had a hit in years. What was it? I am robot or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? What can I say? It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Uh, it's over. I mean, like I said before, I enjoyed King Richard. I really did. It's it's a tough film to watch. And then to see, you know. It's like you fucked yourself over. You fucked. He fucked himself in the ass. He fucked himself in the ass. 
and not in a good way. And now it's being revealed that he refused to leave. So he turned into a little crybaby bitch. He refused to leave. He refused. I'm talking about this at a film podcast. I can't believe. I, I think I'm just. It's good to just get it out there. Now, now I'm starting. It's it's like possession. I'm being possessed by Jason Almey's shit happens when you party naked because and the the creatures of the night because when I'm on their show they throw down they throw down shots are fired um yeah shots are fired <laughs> one time they had me on and we were talking about COVID and they said what do you think is gonna happen I said well you know what we're all gonna have clones we're gonna have clones. Well, they're like, what are you going to do with the clone when you're done with it? Well, it's going to disintegrate. Take it out to the back and the dog's going to eat it. And, and then one of them was like, well, what if I catch the clone having sex with my wife? I said, then join in. I don't know. <laughs> or, or, you know, get a robot or something. Rosie the Riveter. Come on. Yeah. So I, it's, it's always fun and lively when I'm on the creatures of the night. And um, I don't have they recorded late. No, they haven't. And then Jason Almy. So yeah, um, if you're if you're shocked by my humor tonight, that's, or my candor, that's fine. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Trust me, I haven't watched a Will Smith movie in years. I couldn't even tell you the last time I did. Or wait, no, that's not true. Reruns whenever they play in Enemy of the State, but I only watched that because of Gene Hackman, because of course he's the better actor. Um, I know shots are fired right there uh, Like I didn't watch I Am Legend That just didn't interest me You know what I'll be, I'm going to be truthful with you After I saw the shit show That was Wild West I was like I'm not watching any more of his movies Again I think after that I saw The Pursuit of Happiness I was like oh, okay It's a sad movie it's kind of an uplifting movie. He didn't win. Forrest Whitaker won for playing Idi Amin. So it's like, okay. All right, Oscars. See see how the Oscars are, though? They're weird. They're weird. Because they give it to you for playing a villain. Denzel Washington in Training Day. Halle Berry and uh, Monsters Ball. <laughs> I saw Monsters Ball and it... You want to talk about traumatic? I didn't need to see Billy Bob Thornton's balls. Okay, that was traumatic. I and I, and I and I'm sure it was traumatic for Angelina Jolie watching it too. You know, it's like, oh my god. He, you know, she she's probably scared that Billy was gonna give Halle Berry his vial of blood because you know they both had those vials of blood. <laughs> it's the Oscars. See the the Oscars. I love what um, Ellen Burstyn once said about the Oscars. There was a documentary about the Oscars, and she said she was nominated, and she felt this grasping, like she felt she felt she deserved it, and she didn't like that feeling. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. But then she would, but then, but then it's kind of like The Exorcist. With a little dose of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Because then she gets all crazy. And then she says, oh. Then she, they start to talk about Jenna Rollins. And she says, um, she should have won an Academy Award for that. But not my award. See how she said my award? 
See, see what that that award turns people into. It's like, remember Lord of the Rings? Was it Bilbo Baggins? Uh, Ian Holm. Oh, the late Ian Ian Holm. Rest in peace. Um, and Frodo had the ring. And Ian Holmes, Bilbo Baggins, turned in like to a demon when he saw the ring. That's like the Oscar for some people. It turns him into a demon. It's like, you know, at least with Helen Mirren, we knew she was she was happy to be there. She, you know, she hadn't had a hit in years. And I, and I love Helen Mirren. Come on. Come on. She's not going to slap Chris Rock. Are you kidding me? Let's get real. Let's get real. You know, it, it, it. G.I. Jane, too. Come on. Take that as a compliment, Jada. Yeah, Jada hadn't had a hit in years. Let's talk about that, okay? Red table talk. More like me, uh, male genitalia mutilation. That's what that show is, okay? I've watched a little bit of Red Table Talk, and I'm like, okay. There's a reason why it's on Facebook and not on a network. <laughs> hey, like I said, this, you know, the film industry has, it has the good, the bad, and the crazy. <laughs> and so that's all. It's just to get, to get it out of you. The Oscars are over. Good night. Unpleasant dreams.